0: I'm standing in Olds, Iowa today, and that tower there is part of conversation in this episode because I'm sitting down with five concerned Henry County citizens about the proposed wind farm, the wind turbine farm that uh, RWE wants to have in North Henry County, and the Henry County Board of Supervisors are looking over a proposed ordinance, and all of this is... Uh, Highly controversial, highly emotional, and uh, the folks that are on today are trying to keep the emotion out of it and just go with the facts. And uh, this is part one of a two-part episode, and it's brought to you by Griner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident. Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa, no matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. McDonald Boneyard of Kyoto, Iowa, for all of your farm equipment and auto recycling needs. Hinshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa. You need a trailer, they've got your trailer, and they fix what they sell, and don't in their full-time repair shop girling repair of winfield iowa if your mower is dead call fred your husk varna errands and gravely dealer and he also sells Husqvarna snowblowers b&b propane and the family of jet stops present southeast iowa today i'm john bain author of Christie's journey the beat goes on and your host let's get right to part one Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today and um, joining us here on the podcast. Bill, you've got some interesting models there in front of you. Can you kind of tell us what they represent?
1: Well, these are the these are the uh, wind generators that have been proposed for this part of the county. And so, just to put it in proportion for everybody, we, we built uh, some pretty close to scale models in the Olds and Wayland water towers.
0: Now, how tall are the water towers?
1: Uh, They're really close to 650 feet.
0: The the water towers?
1: Oh, the water towers. Excuse me. They're 120 feet,
0: 120 feet. So then these are the proposed uh, windmills that were, or wind turbines that are going to be that RWE is wanting to put in North Henry County. So that shows the scale. And you said 650 feet for yeah. the for the tallest. And as far as those blades go, we were talking before we started rolling the camera, Bill, and you had said that if you, can you turn one of the blades down towards what would be the ground? And then, yeah, and then they're actually, what they're proposing would be even more than that, closer to the ground, right, for the blade?
1: Right, they want to change the uh, ordinance from 75
0: feet down to 50 feet. Wow! And we're looking at that old tower there, and that is 120 feet. And so they're going to be pretty, pretty close to the ground. The tips of those, right there. Yeah. So all of you are, it's safe to say, really opposed to the process that uh, is being proposed right now in the in Henry County, and. I think it's important to discuss why that is, because there's two sides to every coin. You've got the company that wants to do it and the landowners that have signed on to it that will be getting paid for having these um, turbines on their property. And then you have the ones, the other side of it is the concern that the people have that our neighbors that might be living a lot closer to the turbines and the actual landowners, um, as far as that goes, and and lots and not just for the 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 idea that you'd be living close to them, but what you have discovered have been the effects of these these turbines in different areas of the country. Would anybody like to to kind of start off and just kind of tell us why you're you're opposed and think this is not the right route to go for henry county and that the henry county supervisor board of supervisors should uh stop this does anybody want to start with that
2: well i guess for me it's twofold one is the health concerns um we have a daughter with special needs and so i've been diving in a little bit to find out about the effects on people that have special needs um the mental health effects that kind of thing Um, and that really concerns me with the blade flicker, um, the noise, because I don't think we have a a grasp on what the noise will be like, um, both day and night, 24 hours a day. There's, it's not like a passing car. It's not like a train. It's not like something that we have control over or have to endure for a short amount of time. It's all the time when those blades are turning. So that concerns me. Um, I also roger and i moved here from uh, colorado 15 years ago and part of the reason we moved to iowa was to be in a rural agricultural setting we chose that we wanted to be somewhere where it was farm ground where we could see the views of everything so even though that's not um you know necessarily a a thing that we can control what we get to see that's why we chose to live here Um, a lot of people don't think that's important but that's why people choose to go live somewhere specific why they go on vacation somewhere specific why they build their house somewhere specific it has to do with the view um so to me driving around um henry county looking at the views i love the views i love the fact that that our county is one of the most productive agricultural areas in the world Um, I love seeing the dirt turned over. I love seeing the tractors out there. I love seeing the egg planes go over knowing that they're, you know, helping the farmer to produce a crop. So there are so many things that I love about this area, and that's why we chose to move here. We also chose to move here because um, it's where my mother was born, where she was raised, where my grandparents were born and raised. Um, my grandparents both graduated from Winfield High School. My mom graduated from high school here in Oles. Um, my parents or my grandparents were farmers my family still owns the family farm on Highway 78 there are many of these proposed there Um, I also my grandparents uh, actually great-grandparents ran the brick factory in Winfield my grandmother was a milliner so I have roots here Mm -hmm. (laughs) and to me that is um, important I feel like this would just change the whole fabric of what Henry County is about Mm
0: -hmm. now I know Dorothy. As far as the auditory issues, you've done some research on that. Can you share with us the uh, what I would call the negative impacts of that?
3: Yeah. So there have been a lot of studies um, in the audiologist journal, um, even as of 2024, the infrasound that we don't necessarily hear can hurt us and especially with people that have hearing impairments, and I am one of them. Um, and I dread to think what these sounds are gonna be like to me and to my neighbors. Um, but the World Health Organization had stated that 45 decibels for the day, daytime, is appropriate, and then Anywhere from 30 or below decibel in a bedroom at night and that is so people can sleep Now the night that it was really windy was just like two nights ago and on my phone the decibel or the wind Was 35.9 that woke me up and I didn't have my hearing aids in so for other people it's probably louder But for me, that's 35 and that is loud, okay So the infrastructure also can change the inner ear. And a lot of the symptoms are migraines, dizziness, vertigo, like a lot of health issues that people are gonna start dealing with. And the question is, will people need to leave? So from the studies that I read, like there's some in Michigan and other states, but the couple in Michigan actually left their home near Ludington on Lake Michigan. The turbine was 425 feet in the air and she was getting sick. She had hearing impairments, but whenever they left, she got better. And then when she come back, she'd be sick again. And they figured out that that was part of the sound that she's hearing that her husband that didn't have a hearing impairment didn't pick up on. So it does change like the inner ear. And I don't think we know enough about the sound of these to know what exactly the cause is gonna be. And even like for instance, my son and his wife are gonna have a baby. If they lived in Olds and the turbines go up, is that gonna change that baby's structure of the inner ear? Because that baby won't know sound like we grew up in new sound. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. So on the ordinance for Henry County, it read 60 decibels. So what they said was cross the board, 60 decibels, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we hear people say, oh, well, we go to the farm, the wind farms, which I hate that name because it's not a farm at all. It's an industrial company. And um, anyways, they say oh it's quiet well during the daytime it is quiet they said because environmental noises kind of cover up what sound you would hear at night they don't give tours and that's another question why because they think it's noisier at night and anybody that wants to sit on their deck or you know do a barbecue or whatever it's going to be interesting what they would actually say if you weren't on the you know model home tour over there to really see the what it would be like in the evening time or even in a bedroom that is, you know, and who knows? That's the other thing is the question of the setback. Do we go by setback for decibels or do we go by setbacks for just like the shadow flicker or like, that's such a big question. So when we were talking the 60 decibels for ordinances, one of the supervisors said, I would like to see that drop to 50. Okay, well at least it's a drop, but to me it's not enough. Because that's 50 that you're not hearing every day, and now we're gonna hear it 24 seven. And we don't really know how far reaching
2: these effects are. Right. The thing I've noticed too with the sound is we live four miles from the railroad tracks. And the other night I thought Roger was outside honking one of his train horns that he's wanting to put on his truck. It was not, it was the train horn from the train four miles away. It sounded like it was going to come over the hill. And I was thinking that night, like, okay, so we have the air pressure is holding the sound in, which happens frequently. Sometimes we can hear the uh, trucks hitting the rumble bars four miles away. Oh, wow. And so you think of that sound and what that, you know, is going to do if you have a turbine that's even, you know, 1800 feet from your house. That sound is That's gonna be. That's Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> thirteen. Okay. Yeah, the the is yeah. back at the Okay. Moment. Now, at the Bill, you had mentioned—I believe it was you—before we started rolling the camera. It might have been Tim. One of you guys had mentioned that Henry County, Iowa, is one of the least uh, windy counties in the state. These things, when they're working, they're gonna be. Making this noise, the lights are going to be on all the time at night, whether they're spinning or not. But if if we if we're like the one of the least windy places in the state, what what do you think the rationale is behind wanting to have these here?
1: Well, I think uh, from uh, some research and just uh, reading uh, periodicals and whatever comes across the news, uh, it's getting harder and harder for them to find places to uh, start these wind uh, industrial complexes. I don't like the word farm either. I farm and this is not farming. Uh, A good share of the country, some say even more than 50% of the counties are fighting this very thing so they have some parts of Iowa saturated with them and you know they haven't had a presence in this part and i think it's boy we've got to get what's there before we either get zoned out or everybody finds out how how unpopular these have become we find that out from people who live in some of these areas
0: well you know a lot of this and you know, this is my opinion. So anybody that's watching this and listening to this, this is not the opinion of these folks. This is John Bain's opinion. I think it be it comes down to it's a what political side you're on. What is your even though everybody may say they're Christians or or Jewish or Muslim or what Hindu whatever religion, there's also a religion of. Uh, of the, the uh, environmentalist. There's a separate religion on that. And like I said before, that's my opinion, but how are you going to get folks? And then that, that's, that environmentalist side becomes political. And it, it, it leans, you, you're either left or right of center on these things. And when you turn things political, there's such a division. And, and people... They, you know, we went through a pandemic, and they say follow the science. Well, they people that say follow the science, whoever says that, as long as they agree with the science, they want you to follow it. And as soon as they don't agree with the science, uh, you don't hear them say follow the silence. And then, but if you say it and disagree with them when it's leaning your way, then they get mad at you. How do we get past all of that kind of clutter and division? to get the simple point across one way or another that these are either good or bad. I think we're linking arms
3: with both sides. I don't yes. think that this is a
1: political battle. No, it's not. I, I thought that somewhat in the beginning of this also, but I've found out that this crosses political lines from one extreme to the other. Yeah. And that-
0: Well, that gives me hope. For a lot yes, of it is.
1: It's, yeah. uh, but you know, I think all of us here agree that we think our alternative energy is fine, mm-hmm. but it seems to be exploited for political reasons. But those political reasons are more than just the United States.
0: This is this is worldwide. It's definitely worldwide. This company that wants to come in is from Germany.
2: Also seeing too what makes me happy about what I'm seeing and what people are saying and who is speaking up is that it is covering not only it has nothing to do with political lines it also crosses generations young people um, at some of the meetings um, older people like all generations all walks of life um, people that live in town people that live in the country people that live in the small towns versus you know Mount Pleasant being the bigger town so that to me shows that it's not an isolated group of people that's against this I think the more people learn about it because honestly until this came on my radar in January I didn't really think about it I mean I've driven through wind farms all over when we're you know driving to Colorado we see a lot of them across um, Iowa and so I never really thought about it but the more you dig into it and find out about what's going on in places where these have been approved and gone up Um, and then you know researching the effects i think it's really bringing everybody together so i i appreciate that we are seeing unity
0: well it's it's definitely a a living experience of a representative republic which is what the united states is we're we've got citizens we've got representatives that have been put in by election to represent all of us in the county and uh you're, you're exercising your truly American right and privilege to have these discussions. So what I want to do at this time, I had wanted to do this in two separate parts. I'm going to wrap up this, this podcast as part one, and I'm going to encourage everybody to look for part two, and we will start that in just a moment, and we'll, we'll end this segment right here. And I thank you all. Lots of important information in this first part episode, the first of two part episode. We will have part two coming up. Stay tuned for it. You can watch it all on YouTube and Spotify, and you can listen pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. And it's, this episode is brought to you by Griner Auto Body, Car Doctor, Hinshaw Trailer Sales, McDonald Boneyard, Girling Repair, BMB Propane, and the family of Jet Stops. I'm your host, John Bain. Stay friendly, Southeast Iowa.